Radio. Are you looking for veteran resources and peer support? Objective Zero has an app for that. Download the Objective Zero app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Access wellness resources like yoga and a free year subscription to Headspace, the world's most popular meditation app. Check out veterans resources and access our nationwide network of peer support. Speak to fellow women veterans or someone in your field and branch of service. You get to choose who you want to chat with. Learn more at www.objectivezero.org. That's www.objectivezero.org. This month is Mental Health uh, Awareness Month and Suicide Prevention Month. And I believe today, Betsy Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, is Suicide Prevention Day. It is World Suicide Prevention Day. So people across the world uh, are really focusing on suicide prevention efforts and, and sharing that message that there is hope, there is help. And, you know, like Sergeant Wardog was talking about, you know, being able to be honest about, you know, what you're dealing with, sharing your stories, you know, like, like Betsy's doing and, and Bo, you as well. Um, taking the time to share, you know, what you're going through that, you know, it, it's okay not to be okay. And that, you know, there's, there's a community of people around that is there willing to listen and, and be there for you. Definitely. And it's, I am shocked that it just happened to fall on that day to have you guys on. Um, like we said in pre-show, <clears throat> me and Oink have been trying to figure out the best time to get you guys on over the past few months and sort of good that we didn't get you during your mini moves and all the stuff that you guys go, got going on. Um, first off, for those that don't know, would you guys like to explain Objective Zero really quick and then how we all know each other? So I will just share a little bit about, about Objective Zero. Uh, we are a tech nonprofit that's connecting, connecting the military and veteran community, and that's service members, veterans, their families, and caregivers to a global network of peer support through text, voice, and video chat, and also getting people connected to mental health and wellness resources um, just to, to kind of help them go through whatever they're going through. The Objective Zero app is free to download, free to use, and available on Apple Play, uh, the Google Play Store, and through our website. You don't even have to download the app. You can just get to a computer and, or a tablet and log on and get connected immediately. And we actually got connected to you guys actually about six years ago. The, the idea for Objective Zero started eight years ago when I had a six-hour-long phone call with a friend and former comrade, a veteran who was struggling with his transition out of the military. I connected with him over the phone on a six-hour-long phone call, asked him directly if he was thinking of hurting himself. Uh, and you know, we just talked for six hours, and there was no judgment. It, it, I wasn't trying to solve his problems. Uh, I was just trying to listen without judgment and just be there for a friend. And at the end of the call, uh, I asked him again if he was thinking of hurting himself, and he said he felt so much better. And it dawned on me that what he was experiencing was normal, that many other veterans and service members are feeling the exact same the exact same way. And, you know, all they really need is a peer to help them. We don't always need, you know, a professional or a counselor. And so what I wanted to do was replicate that call at scale. So I worked for about two years doing research uh, while, while in my grad school program, trying to figure out what it was I could do. And after I graduated, I, you know, I and a group of my, my classmates and friends worked together to create Objective Zero. We actually started with a Kickstarter campaign to you know, crowdfund 
uh, the initial seed money for the nonprofit. And it, honestly, it was tough. We'd hit a plateau and it did not look like we were about to be successful with that, that crowdfunding campaign. And then we were connected to you guys. You brought us on the show. And I mean, I think it was within about a week or so, all of a sudden we'd, we'd actually, you know, hit our goal. We'd reached all of our seed money that we needed. And, you know, six years later, here we are. And, you know, Objective Zero is doing absolutely fantastic. But, you know, Betsy can actually talk in detail about how many people we're serving, how many people we've helped, et cetera. So we've had over well over 20,000 downloads. We have over 2,500 people in 50 states, and I think we're at 28 countries across the globe. So wherever service members and veterans and their families are, we actually have people in those locations willing to, to volunteer and be that listening ear. So app is being used every day. Um, I'm so glad that we're able to provide support every single day when, when someone needs it. So we, we certainly would not be where we are today without the DB radio and, and DB crew. Um, we're absolutely grateful for the support and the, and the continued support. I, I, I gotta say when that day, when we had that conversation before I got to talk to the new six and we had you on the show and all, um, as, as soon as I heard what Oz was going to be, I was like, yes, in my head, I was like, yep. Wheels are turning. I know I, we gotta have we we gotta do something. <laughs> and I hit up DV six, and I think it was Skype. We were having a Skype call, and I was like, "Look, objective zero. And I just basically in the short sentence that I could, and he went, "Yes." I didn't even have to finish it, and I was like, "All right." And I'm so happy that you guys got the funding that you got started up because. I said it then when you first was on the show. And I think you, even in our initial um, talks before we had you on that first show was this is something that's needed to be done for years, not just as an app, but as a uh, tool for veterans, whether it was in the military, out of the military, through the VA, through the civilian world, whatever. And it happened. It's, it's real. It's one of the few things that we've said needs to happen that has actually fucking happened. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. And to be a part of Oz history, to be a part of that molding itself and creating what it's created and to do what it's done is it's beyond proudness and, and, and an honor and, and all the, the words you can use to describe that feeling. And you, you guys think us, but thank you seriously without that phone call that day with that Chris had and without the, the, the wherewithal to go, Hey, soldiers need this. Veterans need this. Probably one of the few officers uh, that was like, Hey, I need to help my soldiers. Right. I mean, seriously. So thank you. You guys think us? No, thank you. Seriously. Well, we really appreciate that. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's the military community and veteran community taking care of one another. And that, that's what it's all about. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we think strongly that if, if, if we hadn't done it, if Betsy and I hadn't done it, someone else would have come along. Someone else would have done it. We just happened to be at the right place at the right time with the right people surrounding us. It certainly wasn't, wasn't me. It wasn't Betsy. It wasn't uh, DB radio. It wasn't the, you know, any, any one person with all of us working together uh, that accomplished it. Well, 100%. And I'm so glad that it happened then 
because we don't have that 2 million follower page anymore because Facebook hates us. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it's like uh, me and Betsy's talked and I've said here on on the show before, you know, I'm sure you got to that wall where you're like, you know what, let's let's just quit and, and we'll come back to it at a later date. But I always say, if not now, then when, if not you, then him. Because you said it would happen, but how many years from that day would it have taken for somebody else to come up with the idea and to create something similar? Could it have been way too far down the road, 20, 30 years from now? Like, who knows? But I'm, I'm so grateful that it's there. It, it's great. Um, we were talking in the pre-show, and I know you guys are wanting to talk about these updates, but you mentioned some number, some numbers, some numbers, Betsy. And I know um, there are going to be, for lack of a better term, assholes out there who are going to say, well, that's not me. There's more veterans than that. What do you say to that? And how does that reflect the number of veterans that are actually out there and, and wanting and looking for something similar to objective zero? Great question. I, I think we're at, I think there's about 18 million veterans in the United States. There's 2 million active duty service members. There's, I think, another 3 million uh, active duty dependents and veterans and, and caregivers. I mean, there's just so many people connected to this problem. And I think one of the things that we've learned with Objective Zero is there was, there is no one size fits all solution. Mm-hmm. So what works for you is not going to work for the next person. And so that's, I think, really why it's important for us to be connected with so many other organizations and resources out there, because we've learned that the Objective Zero app is not the right resource for everyone someone that doesn't um do well with cell phones or technology i mean we have vietnam veteran era veterans on there that are using yap quite frequently they they love it Uh, we have some that maybe don't have great internet connectivity and so the app just doesn't work because they don't have stable internet and so um i think it's important that we have a variety of resources. There are a number of peer support resources out there um, doing similar things to what we're doing. I think there's a couple of other apps that have popped up. Um, and for us, it's not a competition. It is, okay, well, it may not work for us. You know, Objective Zero may not be the app for you or the resource, but we will certainly help you get connected to another resource that we think that can be beneficial for you. That I like that. that. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I think I, I respect the most is that we're not in competition with anybody. We're not here to say, ooh, ooh, look at me. You know what I'm saying? That that was the biggest thing. Uh, I have a question uh, from Miss Fester, actually. And, I mean, we're talking veterans right now. Is there do, – or do you even know of an app like uh, Objective Zero for first responders? Or do you think that's something that uh, that we could probably look forward to seeing down the road here shortly? Because, uh, obviously, with the first responder crowd, they deal with the same kind of PTSD and, and, and issues that some of our, uh, you know, warfighters deal with. Well, that's, what, what a great question. So, the, the short answer is uh, we don't know for certain if there's anything – kind of identical to Objective Zero out there. But we we actually have a white labeling program with Objective Zero. We're just looking for the right partner uh, to, to, to take our technology and replicate it for those other communities at risk. So right now, actually, we, we've already white labeled the app and we're using it to help the rural South Dakota Native American youth population, which has really high rates of suicide. And, and when I say white label, basically, you know, if I break it down, what I mean is, you take the, the app, you copy it, you eliminate all of the military-specific jargon and imagery, and then you put in, you know, kind of culturally 
appropriate and relevant content and such, and then you make it available to a different community. Uh, we've been approached by a few folks uh, about the, the first responder and law enforcement community, and you know we contemplated it. And certainly there's some, some crossover, right? Some veterans are actually in the first responder or law enforcement community. They kind of, they fit both. Yeah. But we wanted to stay focused on our core mission, which was the military and veteran community. Um, and we're, we're completely open to white labeling it to uh, the, the first responder or law enforcement community. We're just looking for the right partner to, to do that. Um, because you're absolutely right. There are very, it's not the same, but it's very similar what, what these communities are going through. Yeah, especially when you, when you start, like you said, talking about jargon and, and the different acronyms, because we all know the difference from branch to branch, let alone from service to you know civilian world. So, yeah, that's that was one of the questions we had there in chat. And the other thing is, you know, not be dark and, and dealing with numbers again, but, you know, they say 22 a day. And that was, you know, studies and stuff done pre-COVID. And, you know, that number is even questionable. But post-COVID with, with the lockdowns and stuff like that, do you, do you feel on, on just on a personal level that those numbers are even higher now versus – what they were uh, when that study was actually done. Actually, it's much, well, not significantly lower, but it is lower. Right now, um, the the latest VA numbers that have come out show on average, it's about 17 veterans that die by suicide every day. And we do have um, a, an increase with active duty uh, suicides, unfortunately, but the number is trending downwards. And it actually looks like uh, for this past year, it was trending downwards for the veteran community as well. So I think that's a, it's a great sign that, that numbers are, are going down. I think that the, the major issue right now is that there is a significant lack of mental health care providers and mental health support uh, available globally. Um, it's not just a, within the veteran and military community. It's, it's an issue that we're seeing across the board, people just can't get seen. So I, I don't know if those numbers are going to change or not, but um, definitely a concern for, for us in this space. And what's really interesting too, if I can jump in is, you know, back to, kind of to your original question, which was you know, sort of around like the impact of COVID, what we didn't realize and what, what we saw through the data was um, based on whatever the global event is, there is a change in demographics. Who's using the Objective Zero app? Who's at greater risk uh, of self-harm or that downward spiral into depression and self-harm? So, for example, when, uh, when in the height of the COVID lockdowns, we saw a, a significant shift in our user base and the demographics of who was using the Objective Zero app. And then we saw notable shifts when other global events happened. So, for example, when... Um, the United States uh, left Afghanistan. Once again, we saw a remarkable shift in the demographics of usage, who was using the app on a day-to-day basis and what kind of support they were reaching out for. And that, that actually kind of changed how we thought about the Objective Zero app. You know, we, we have to, I don't want to say be predictive, but we have to be prepared for, you know, kind of the unpredictable events that happen in the world that impact people on a very local level. Yeah, and I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer with the stats, but I know there's somebody out there that's going to say, how reliable are those VA statistics of the recent where it's saying about 17 a day? Yeah, I think so. The, the original study, that's a great question, right? <laughs> the original study that came out, that was, in, I want to say 2015 uh, or 2016 when that first study was published. Yeah, because I you think know, we it, talked it, about how it wasn't, 
every veteran because every veteran's not in the system, right? And we don't always know about the homeless population and, and things of that nature, right? Exactly right. Yeah. If you go back to that very original study that said 22 a day, the authors of that study, were, were they were actually transparent. In their opening paragraphs, they said, hey, look, this study is limited and we're using it as kind of a, a baseline for us to do further research. But the initial findings are pretty terrifying. And the initial findings were that on average, about 22 veterans were dying by suicide every day. Mm-hmm. But it was limited, right? It didn't look at every state. It didn't capture every veteran. Uh, it was limited in the number of years and went back. It wasn't as longitudinal as it needed to be. And over the years, the VA has actually gone back and has done remarkable work on that original study. The most recent one, uh, I would say, is incredibly accurate. They've gone back, I want to say, uh, I think back to the 1970s. They've incorporated data from the CDC uh, and the Department of Health and Human Services, you know, they've, been, they've incorporated so much more data. And I think with any study, you know, there's going to be a degree of inaccuracy. Mm-hmm. But I actually think that the, the most recent study is pretty close. In fact, after the first study, the VA went back and did another study much, much deeper. And it, it largely confirmed the original study, which was uh, this, the second study came back and said that on average, it was about 20 veterans dying by suicide and one active duty service member dying by suicide every day, which was 21. Uh, and, you know, the number is going to fluctuate every year based on what's going on in the world, uh, what's impacting the veteran and military community. So that, that number is going to go up and down. And, you know, it's really interesting about that. If we look at the, the active duty statistics, uh, the rate of suicide in the military and in the active duty uh, presently is is above that of the civilian population, right? So by that, I mean, you know, the military and veterans are at higher risk than civilians dying by suicide, but it wasn't always that way. Uh, before 2000, in fact, rates of suicide in the military community were actually lower than that of our civilian peers. And so it, what, it, what that shows us and what that tells us is that you know, somewhere around the year 2000, something started to change with our military and veteran community. Uh, but again, like Betsy had mentioned, the numbers do appear to be trending down on the whole, even though they're currently slightly on the rise for active duty. Um, is there anywhere that someone that's listening that maybe is doing, I don't know, articles or statistical data reports or just somebody in general like us at DV Radio could actually see those numbers uh, that's updated or anything like that? Do you have like resources for that that people can actually go and, and look at? Um, so we have them on the Objective Zero website. I know the VA uh, specific one is listed on our website um, in some of our um, evaluation research. Okay. Um, and then the Defense Suicide Prevention Office also um, does re- releases a quarterly update um, showing um, it's it's about three months behind. The VA one is typically anywhere between a year plus more. So right. um, I think that's one of the hard things as well is the data isn't always current. So by the yeah. time we get the data, it's already old. It's not, it's not as helpful as if we, we had it from last month, for example. So um, yeah, so VA, DOD, both publish data of the VA on a yearly basis, uh, DOD on a quarterly basis. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize that is that data is basically like technology, right? As soon as it comes out, it's already a year or two old. And, and so the, the new statistical data is already being tested and, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, we do have another question in chat from DV uh, Frosty. Uh, 
do you have any direct reach out to uh, active duty chaplains or similar uh, that know about Objective Zero? He's talked uh, to people up there uh, and Jaber, and they act like they've never heard of you guys before. It's kind of hit or miss. We've had some really great connections with the chaplain corps up in Alaska. We were able to actually brief all of the chaplains up there, um, but it's it's really been hit or miss. Um, we've reached out to the DOD. We've tried working with them um, to to let them know that we are a resource for active duty service members, and it just we haven't been as successful as we have uh, with the VA. So we're going to keep plugging away, reaching out to military installations, letting us letting them know that Objective Zero is a resource. We actually um, share um, the chaplain corps as a resource for active duty service members that are reluctant to seek care um, on the installation or through the military health care service so that they are getting help locally um, through the chaplain. What's interesting about that, too, is it, I want to say it was June of 2020. We were actually scheduled to go up to Alaska. Um, and, and then that got shut down, obviously, yep. for COVID. But we were actually scheduled to go up there uh, in June of 2020 for a, kind of a suicide prevention conference that they were having at J bear. Uh, and then it got canceled. For, because yeah. Of- and, I, and I can just, you know, piggyback off of what frosty asked there in chat. Cause I work on the same installation up here, J bear. And even when we have our, you know, annual sexual assault re- you know, prevention and all these other, you know, things you, you guys are never mentioned. And we're like, you know, Hey, this is a great resource right here for our veterans, whether it happened in the past, you know, present is going on now, whatever the case may be. And, you know, you talk to some of the instructors and they just kind of look at you with that blank stare of like, what are you talking about? So I break up the phone, you know, open up the app and then, you know, they only have a few minutes to look at it anyway, but you know, they're, they're quite impressed, but it's just kind of like Frosty was saying, you know, it's, it's definitely a great tool. We wish it was, you know, talked about more, especially up here on this space because of, uh, you know, just the uniqueness of Alaska in itself with the the darkness, you know, for six months out of the year and the, you know, so-called happy lights that we, you know, a lot of folks have to get just to, to maintain their, you know, normalcy, if that's what you want to call it of, you know, life. So the, the, as much as we can, we're definitely spreading the word, you know, as much as we can to our commanders, first sergeants and everything else. So we'll, we'll continue to do so as well. Absolutely. We've noticed that there's been an increase in our community members. We, we don't use the, the word user um, either. It's such a that, that negative term. So we've had to be a little bit creative. So um, those that use the Objective Zero app are our community members. But we, there are a lot of people in Alaska that are using it. So you you have been doing an amazing job getting the word out because people are using it and there's a lot of volunteers up there as well. Do you guys have any thoughts on why you think um, any installations or chaplains are not wanting or reluctant to use Objective Zero? Part of it is that it's not a DOD approved resource. They're, they're very, I think in my experience anyway, it, unless you have that approval, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, they're, they're very hesitant to share it as a resource. Um, I don't know, Chris, do you have any thoughts? No, I mean, I think that that's, that's absolutely true. Right. And, and it's understandable too, because yeah. the DOD and, and commanders, you know, they don't want to underwrite the risk of what might happen if, if they recommended it. And, you know, it's totally understandable. I, I, I certainly don't have any ill feelings towards the DOD for, you know, for not promoting it. Uh, it's totally fine. It, it, that was never really the original intent, right? Which was, this is about veterans and military community helping each other out. So I think it'll just take time for us to kind of, you know, penetrate and permeate throughout the, the, the military and veteran community and become a, a wide, widespread, well-known resource. 
Um, you know, but something that a lot of folks don't realize there's 40,000 nonprofits, uh, you know, in the United States. So, you know, we're just one of, of, you know, a large number of resources out there. Um, you mentioned the DOD. Do you know why they basically are turning a blind eye to objective zero and sort of don't have time to look into it? I think we all have our own thoughts, but <laughs> you know, we, we we've actually you know discussed it with the DoD and uh, you know the, the DoD suicide prevention office. You know, they, I think they're very well aware of us, uh, but you know, I think again, it just goes back to um, you know the DoD didn't create the app. It, this is something that you know one of their own created. It's something that we've been doing in, in our off-duty time, uh, in my off-duty time. And, you know, they, they certainly don't need to endorse us. It, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that this was never intended to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for us, you know, what we've seen specifically on the active duty side is, you know, that, that stigma is very real. I think it's starting, it's starting to change. I think more people are will be willing to open up and, and get support. But there are a number of service members out there that are afraid to call military one source. They're afraid to go into behavioral health, to mental health. Um, to get that support because of the the repercussions, whether it's on their career, whether it's, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and so for us having objective zero as a resource for those that may not get help elsewhere is I think one of, one of the benefits to what we're doing. Um, so you know, it, it's just a matter of getting, getting the reach out there and, and letting folks know that we are a resource available to them. Yeah. And I feel like, Something like this is similar to a foreign family moving to another country. It takes about three generations for that family to completely lose um, the influence or the accents from their original country. And I feel like something like Objective Zero, especially in the military world or dealing with mental health, um, is sort of the same, right? Like, it, it's a big change. It's something that nobody's used to. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's, it's going to take time. It, it really is. Um, you guys have a lot of stuff that's changed from what I understand. Do you guys want to talk about what's changed and what's changing and updates and all that good stuff? Cause it's been a minute since we last had you guys on. <laughs> Over the last couple of years, we've really been focusing on understanding how, the military and veteran community are using and leveraging the objective zero app, what we're doing, right. What we can do better and really gaining that feedback from both our community members and our volunteers. And we have just gotten such phenomenal feedback. And so we're really taking that feedback and implementing it to create version 2.0 of the objective zero app. And we've really been working on it kind of piece by piece over the last, uh, about a year or so, um, and it will continue throughout um, towards the end of the year. And so um, in addition to what you already are able to access on the app, the peer support, the resources, we're building in some additional tools, training, and resources uh, just to help your overall wellness. Uh, we've learned that you know not everyone needs that peer support, but they want a way to use Objective Zero on a day-to-day basis. So we're building in a symptom tracker, a mood journal, and it really allows anyone that 
both the community member side or the volunteer to kind of track what's going on on their day-to-day lives. Bo, you know, you talk about Crohn's and, you know, I'm sure that there are a lot of different symptoms and um, you've had some really good days, you've had some really bad days and you can, you'll be able to journal that in and, and notate what you're going through on a day-to-day basis. So the next time you talk to that, that evil nurse, <laughs> um, you can be like, this is what I've been experiencing. Um, but and, and then also just your general mood, you know, you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. And then, you know, being able to track that and, and see over time. Um, and, and we'll also be able to see how our users, our community members are improving over time as well. Um, in addition, we're creating even more filter options so that we can better connect uh, veterans and, and the military veteran community to one another. Um I'll pass over to Chris. One of the things that I'm most excited about is uh, based on that feedback that we received from our, our uh, community members and volunteers is that they actually wanted even more training. So we've been working with Psych Armor over the last year to develop and launch even more training, suicide prevention training. And uh, we'll, we're actually really glad that probably by the end of this year, we expect that we'll be able to launch that training within uh, our app as well. So just, uh, you know, taking the feedback from those that have, have been using the app has been really helpful for us. And um, we're continuing to just kind of monitor how, how people are, are using it. Um, we're, I think um, through some of our evaluation, one of the biggest things that we've learned is that those that have taken our training, which is over 2,500 people are not just using that training within the app. They're actually taking that into their communities. So um, they're recognizing that, their loved ones, their friends, their coworkers, and even complete strangers are in crisis or heading that way. And so our impact is not just within the app. It is in communities all over America and even, even the globe. So, um, you know, we, we encourage those that maybe even if they don't want to use uh, the app to volunteer, to help people take the training because it's actually been saving lives outside of the app, which is one, one of those huge surprises that we weren't expecting. Yeah, a couple of things. You, first thing, I I remember when you guys first told us you, you started going outside of America and it was just, we were all just like, what? That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Like that was a huge leap, I think for you guys and a huge takeaway for us that this is actually going somewhere. It's actually doing what it's meant to do. Um, secondly, Psych Armor. I know it's a nonprofit and it's helped the military community for quite a few years. Do you want to tell everybody what that's about? Cause I had no clue you guys were working with psych armor. That's awesome. Psych armor Institute provides just a host of training and it, it's really for anyone that has any type of connection to the military or veteran community. Um, they offer like the, that kind of baseline training for us at operation save. It's also provided by the VA. They have experts in the field from Dr. Craig Bryan to um, their chief clinical officer, Dr. Heidi Kraft, um, just talking about and helping people understand what issues veterans are going through. Um, and there's actually courses for medical professionals to take to be better, uh, so they can better understand the those that are in the military and veteran community, teachers that are working with military and veteran dependents. I mean, there is just anyone that has a connection to the military or veteran community can take these courses. They're free. 
Um, you can take our courses through um, the Objective Zero portal, which you can find on our website. And that, that training that we're working on right now is specifically for Objective Zero volunteers. And um, we, are, we are absolutely thrilled to be ha- we're, we're able to provide even more training in the specific uh, topics and concerns that our volunteers had. So we're able to address that uh, in a way that we, we weren't expecting to. So yeah, we absolutely love psych armor. Yeah. I've heard great things about them. I know they've worked with, uh, like Cigna and, um, uh, Google and a huge plethora of other name brand companies for things like that, that you just named off and even more that probably I don't know about, or you guys don't know about, cause they are in depth. They, they have a lot of resources and, and educational tools and training and things of that nature. Um, as far as the app itself, what are you hoping to implement with this new version? I know you, you, you named off a few things. What's, What's something that you've been wanting to do from the get-go that you never had in this first version that's coming out in 2.0 that you that you think's going to change it for the better? One of the things that we've learned is that some of the people that have downloaded the app maybe just use it once and then they they forget about it or they got what they needed and they never use it again. And so finding ways to keep people engaged and working on their wellness um, on, an, on a day-to-day basis, I think is one of, uh, I think the benis- biggest benefits for coming out with version 2.0 with these new tools. Um, it's going to keep people, you know, create those habits and maintain those habits. And, you know, on those bad days, they're going to be in the app and, you know, we're going to be able to eventually prompt. So if you're having a bad day, um, we're actually going to be sending resources to you should you opt into those. And so I think being able to, I think one of the ideas we always had is like, what if you, and what if the app could tell you that you were kind of heading down that crisis or um, that things were not going well without you even before you even realize it. And so we're kind of hitting, getting on that track of being more preemptive in providing resources to anyone that's uh, on the objective zero app. Yeah. I I would add to that and just say that, you know, I'll, I'll say something pretty apparent and obvious, but you know, when we, when we think about it in other terms, if we want to get more physically fit, we have to be consistent with our physical fitness routine and our physical fitness regimen. If somebody is maybe dealing with addiction, they need to be consistent with their recovery. And the same concept applies, right? Which is, you know, consistency is key in, in getting better and getting help. Uh, and it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether that's, you know, you're saving for your, you know, your future for personal finance reasons, you're trying to deal with addiction and recovery, physical fitness, same thing holds true with the Objective Zero app. And so what we're trying to do is build in tools to help make it a, a good, positive habit that people do on a consistent basis. So with that being said, I know people are going to hear that and think um, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that type of retention. And I know that's not the case, but could you explain what you mean by keeping people, you know, using the app as far as that's, that's concerned. Cause I, you guys know, just, just as much as I do, veterans don't want to stay in the app no longer than they have to, um, especially our generations and, and, and whatnot. But could you 
to to ease the minds of the people, as it were. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. So, for example, you know, Bessie had mentioned the the symptom tracker or mood tracker. This could be something as simple as ten seconds a day, where someone logs into the app, they they mark how they're doing, how they're feeling, if they're experiencing any new symptoms, or perhaps a symptom has abated. So this could be something that takes 10 or 15 seconds. But, you know, I, I want to say it was Aristotle, maybe it was Socrates, who said, we are what we do repeatedly. Excellence, therefore, is a habit, not an act, right? So if, if it's something that we do one time, if we go out and we do one workout and we don't work out again for six weeks, we, we can't expect to get better. Right. And so with the Objective Zero app, what we want to do is create positive habits, even if it's only 10 or 15 seconds a day, because we won't see our progress over time if we don't do something consistently. And so we're, we're not trying to like drag people into the app for four hours a day. We're not using any kind of like predictive analytics. We're not, there's, there's zero advertising in it. So it's not like they're, you know, we're going to pull them in and like shove, I don't know, some kind of an advertisement in their face. Uh, we're not listening to the, like, we're not selling data. We're not yeah. collecting that data to sell. Yeah. So, um, right. it's personal. It's, it's keeping that data for them. It's, it's for that individual's own knowledge, their own, like, so that they can see what they're experiencing, what they're going through and kind of, and kind of the history as well. Um, a lot of people do that journaling, you know, in an actual book, some people just don't have the time. And so we're trying to create tools that are easily accessible and are, are rooted in evidence based like journaling, um, and, and tracking symptoms are actually evidence-based. There's tons of research on it and they provide a lot of really great benefits for someone's well-being and health. And so we're just trying to get those tools in front of people that they can use. They can, they can use them. They can take them. They can leave them. Um, yeah, that's so. the important part, right? Which is it's a tool that's available for their use should they choose to use it. They don't have to, right? Like everything that's in the Objective Zero app as it exists right now will still be there. We're just offering additional tools that they can use if they choose to. Right. And I'm glad you mentioned everything you did because I know people that uh, use apps automatically think, oh, they've got to be making money off of me because I'm using it two or three hours a day. That is not the case with Objective Zero. (laughs) Objective Zero. Yeah. Like you don't get money from uh, users just like we don't get money from listeners. Like it's the exact same. Um, and, And I love that you mentioned, you know, you don't use their data. You don't sell their data. You don't want their data. Thank you. I wanted to put that in, in the minds of everybody because I know a lot of people uh, that I've talked to, when they've heard us talk about it, they don't listen to everything that we've talked about. And that's one of the big talking points I think people are missing out on um, because they, they don't want another app. Um, and as far as the desktop portion is concerned, what's going to change on there? What's going to keep people there and, and use it? Is it the same stuff? Exact same things that are on the mobile app. The The web app is something that we learned is not all veterans have access to a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have or not reliable mobile internet connectivity. And so uh, for, for some, the, the mobile or me, the web app is actually just much more user friendly. You can use your, your mouse, your, your um, keyboard, your keyboard. It, it's much better. And you don't have to download anything. You just go to our website and you log in. It's it's super easy. It's just removing one more barrier because with our our mobile apps, you have to you have to download the app before you can get access. So it's just one easy way to get connected immediately. And those tools will also be available on the web app as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those 
veterans that does not have a, a smartphone. Oh, no, not yep. No. Um, <laughs> and I live in a black hole. So there you go. I have the best of both worlds. <laughs> um, Sergeant Wardog, you said you use Objective Zero. You were part of the Oz community. What have you taken away from Objective Zero and what got you to, to use it? Obviously, you, you needed to reach out and, and things of that nature, but what initially got you to go to it and, and stay with Objective Zero? Uh, DV Oink. Uh, Oink reps Objective Zero hard. And, uh, <laughs> Every show, last three, Yeah, over these last, uh, you know, three years or so that I've been a part of the uh, DV radio crew, it, it was his, uh, you know, constant um, representation of the group and of the app. And then once I found out that the uh, the app existed, I I initially was thinking like maybe I could be an ambassador. Until I owned up to the fact that no, I'm still a patient. I'm still in the patient <laughs> mode. So I got you. I can I appreciate more of um. The fact that I can reach out to ambassadors, you know, everywhere. I mean, I moved from, well, when I, when I lived in Florida, I could reach out to, uh, to veterans there. And now that I've moved to Texas, I found, um, an ambassador that's also, uh, an infantry Marine, just like, just like me. And we just click and, you know, anything that I need to get off my chest, he gets it. And I, I have to, uh, I have to thank this app for it. Um, I also wanted to add, though, I have several uh, infantry Marine brothers with multiple, you know, deployments that um, have committed suicide. And I have a few that are serving life sentences for murder. Um, I wish they had this resource, mm-hmm. the objective resource app, you know, during the times when they were going through the things they were going through. I really wish they had the ability to, you know, reach out just from their phones, you know, for, for any kind of, for someone to listen to, for someone that's been there. Um, like I said, it's a resource that I still lean on, you know, to this day. What about the ambassador side? Have you, what, what are your takeaways with ambassadors? Well, um, well it's kind of like I was saying, I was looking at it as, you know, um, I really wanted to help and mm-hmm. I really wanted to be a part of the helping effort that uh, Objective Zero offers until, you know, I'm really big on owning up to my own situation and my own, you know, conditions post-war. And um, like I said, I, I appreciate the fact that there are veterans around the world that will reach out to you, that are, that are ambassadors, that, are, you know, have taken that step and, you know, have uh, acknowledged that they, too, want to help because they understand. And, um, well, how is the interaction? I, That's what I meant to say. Sorry. I'm sorry. How was what part? Like the inter- interaction with ambassadors and things of that nature. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. Oh, man, it's 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 great. Um, you know, you can use your GPS on your phone to figure out which ambassador is near you. Um. You know, you go through great intros. You can see their background and branch and whatnot, so you know who you're speaking to and whatnot. Um, it's been phenomenal for me. It's like, like I said, being able to reach out to 
a fellow uh, infantry Marine here in Texas has been my go-to. It has been, you know, it's, it's my chance to, to open up the same way we do here on this show, but maybe, you know, a little more gruesome in terms of things we saw or done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it's phenomenal. The, the the interaction is is something that I need. It's therapeutic. I, I love that. I'm I'm glad that mine and Oink's consistency paid off. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah ser- seriously, we we've always wondered if people, because of DD Fox's uh, uh, vocalization of Objective Zero and Oink's vocalization of Objective Zero, if people have actually used it because of that, or if we just mentioned it in passing. I hmm, wonder what that is. Um, but I do know some of the people that listen to DV radio and, and um, friends of mine and family members uh, uh, throughout DV's uh, uh, volunteers. I, I know quite a few are using it today. And, and I'm, I'm so glad to hear that, that we've actually gotten, you know what? Objective zero is another thing like, that people have turned to. <laughs> We make this. Well, you know, and, and the thing is, you know, you hear stories like that, and, and that's the reason why we we talk about it. You know, and mm-hmm. like uh, Betsy and Chris both mentioned, you know, now we got the kind of an uptick in the active duty side. And even though I'm a civ- supposedly you know civil service employee working on base as a, a veteran, I'm, I'm going to continue to preach the app, you know, yeah. to our active duty folks because of that reason there, you know, just because they're still wearing uniform doesn't mean that they don't need help. And that, you know, there's not somebody out there that, that's willing to listen. There's tons of people out there willing to listen. And like war dog said, you can find that ambassador that, you know, fits your, you know, the same sex as you are, or, you know, has the same MOS or is in the same area of the, of the world that you're in. Or, you know, like I said, even if you're like me from, you know, BFE Illinois, and you want to talk to somebody back there in the corn sticks of Illinois that can speak that language, if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you can, there's an ambassador in, in Illinois that will sit there and talk to you, you know, yeah. and that's, and that's a great part of the app. I love it. Look, man, when, when I'm around my Southern folk, I talk Southern. All right. I, I don't enunciate. I don't use proper grammar. Like, let me tell you what, off of DB radio, uh, ain't happening. Um, if it's a professional setting, yep. Hello, sir. How are you today? Um, <laughs> hey, boy, what's going on? <laughs> uh, well, with us, we get the natural North Carolina swag. That's it. That is it. That is it. Um, Betsy Ross, are you there? I am. She's like, oh, God, he called me. What is he going to ask now, this idiot? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Have you used Objective Zero or have you gotten anybody to use it? I think I got, I used it a few years back. I wish I had it when I first got out of the Army, but I did try it. But I did it. I remember what I do remember of it was I was on my laptop and I tried to use it, but for me, it didn't work out. It, I didn't like it. It made, it gave me anxiety because of all the questions that were being asked. And they were like forums or something. Like if you wanted to reach out to someone with the same OS, MOS or whatnot, it, it like threw me off because they kept asking certain questions. And I don't know, I, I didn't, because I didn't deploy, because I don't have a cool backstory, <laughs> I didn't feel like I could, could connect with anybody. So, cause they're like all gung ho and I'm like, I'm gung ho too, but I'm not that, I don't have a story. I, I didn't do anything. So along with all my personal life going on and the VA denied me for talking to a counselor and 
not being able to reach out to veterans for me personally, I, it didn't work. Now I didn't use the app, but, um, well, don't feel bad. I was 20 years air force and I didn't do anything, Betsy. Come on. Look, 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 Betsy. (laughs) I didn't know that then. (laughs) Look, look, let me tell you what. I am the Frank Costanza of DV radio. I deployed, but I was a cook and I probably killed a few people with my cooking. All right. But it's okay. I don't have a cool backstory either. All right. But <laughs> well, that's one Dude, thing. That was 10 years ago. Okay? I, don't, I don't know. I was in a dark state back then. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Ep- I don't know if anybody remembers that episode of Seinfeld where Frank Costanza has PTSD from when he was in Korea <laughs> and he killed these soldiers and gave, well, he didn't kill them. He gave them vomiting diarrhea, basically. <laughs> and he's at this, he's at this, he's asked to cook at this gala or something. And he realizes something's wrong with the food. And before it shows the credits, he jumps over everything. And it's like the slow motion thing. And because he's having this PTSD reflection <laughs> and he's, he's going through the crowd and he's like, no. And then it goes to credits because he knocks the food out. Oh. The dude's head. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring that up. <laughs> but, um, Chris and Betsy, that's a good point that Betsy <laughs> just brought up. Is that something you guys have worked on with the app as far as trying to help people like her to feel more at ease when using it? It, it is actually. So the, the app itself, you know, it has these filters and you can apply them. You know, so you can choose like what service you're in, whether or not you were active duty, reserves, National Guard, if if you went to a military academy or an RTC program, whether whether or not you have deployments. The whole idea is to eliminate as many barriers as possible and to, to kind of build shortcuts to trust. So like for Sergeant Wardog, for example, you know, he was able to use his location, he was able to apply a filter that said he was in the Marine Corps that he was a, you know, an, an infantryman and it helped him to narrow down to find that, that right ambassador or pathfinder for him. Now, some people don't need to apply any filters whatsoever. Some people might say, I just want to talk to the first available ambassador. They don't need to apply any filters and it'll just connect them to an ever increasing network of, of peer supporters. Uh, the more filters you apply, the more likely you're going to find someone that is like you. And that helps build that shortcut to trust. Uh, because, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we don't all have the same set of experiences. Not all of us have deployed. And even those of us who did deploy, not all of us have seen combat up close and personal. And some people might actually feel guilty for either not having deployed or maybe they don't have a cool story or they weren't in this unit or that unit or, you know, they didn't earn a, you know, combat infantryman's badge or some kind of a, you know, combat action ribbon of some sort. Um, those are all normal things to feel and experience in our community. Cause you know, we all know this, you join the military experiences may vary. And what we wanted to do is create a platform that is, you know, accessible for anyone, regardless of their experiences. And then also um, I, I think Betsy's feedback is, is really great for us as we move forward and, and build and, and make it, so that you don't feel that anxiety because 
all of the questions that, you know, to set up a profile are um, optional. You can share as much or as little information as you want. I I can't remember if you said that um, our users, our community members have the option to to contact and connect with the first person available, regardless of their background um, and, and, and just someone that's willing to listen uh, for that easy connection. And Chris mentioned that, that shortcut to trust. Trust is a very, very big thing for us. We don't want to lose the trust of those that are using the Objective Zero app. And so that's why privacy is so important. And it's something that is kind of at the core of our values. And, and we want to have a platform that's inclusive, that you know anyone that's using it um, feels like they're welcome. And so... Um, the, the feedback is, is really helpful for us, especially as we're working on kind of design elements and, and building in these new tools and, and, and resources. So I appreciate that. Definitely. I, that's, that's one huge reason I wanted to ask War Dog and, and Betsy those questions. And uh, I know Oinks tested it out, obviously with, with permission, please people that are listening, do not do that. Don't, don't, test out the app don't <laughs> unless you've got permission from betsy and chris <laughs> or somebody with the staff don't don't do that please don't do that that's that's not what it's there for um the reason oink and, and other dv uh staff members volunteer i don't know what you guys call us whatever family <laughs> um have tested it is because we I, and and chris and betsy i think understand this as much as anybody else we don't like to say an app or product works when it doesn't. And they're like us, please use our stuff and let us know your experiences. And if you're going to promote us, know, know what's going on. Um, I didn't get to use the actual app until they came out with the desktop portion, which 100% commends you guys on. Um, I think we had talked about that. Gosh, I think it was not long after you first came out with the app, you had mentioned you were working on a desktop portion. Um, but a hundred percent, that's, that's something that I think probably changed the game as far as people like me that, like you said, doesn't have good connectivity or doesn't have a smart device that can use the app. Cause some of these smart devices don't use the apps. I don't know why it's, it's idiotic. Uh, coding is stupid. Um, that's why I, I got out of it. Um, but that's great. Like, I, I don't know what other words to say. Google finally got in. Do you want to say anything about Objective Zero? Because I know you, you've heard of it. <laughs> and you've been here. Since, you've been here since. No, morning. I've never heard of it. Though. <laughs> we only hear it every week. Like, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, right? I have the app on my phone, and anytime there's like an update and stuff, I make sure that I download it. Um, but I haven't like actively used it. But I figure it's good to have there, just in case I one of these days decide that I really do need to actually use it. Like the day that you actually are going to kill DV6 if he doesn't do it himself by being an idiot. <laughs> fucking retard. We're, we're going to talk about that. Before. I don't care if we go over tonight. We're talking about that dumbass. Um, no, he didn't try to, to, to be, you know, one of the 22, but he almost 
added to it. Oh my God, he's an idiot. Um, but before we get into all that, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Like, um, I've poked around on the app. I've opened it every so often just to see like what's new and, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, I don't know. I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> well, I, 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 under, I understand why you don't use it. I, I get it. Um, but the, the usability that you have gotten out of it, what, what thoughts do you have on it? I like being able to see like where people are at. I don't know. Like the, the map is, is helpful. Like I know when, when it first came out there, really wasn't anyone in New Hampshire. There really still isn't, but. (laughs) As far as ambassadors are concerned. Yeah. As far as ambassadors go, like, (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) New Hampshire. But I like, I know, but I like being able to see like where, where's the, where are the most populated like areas of veterans that are using it or are ambas- are ambassadors. And I feel I kind of feel like those those are the areas that they're needed more than out in the sticks where we're just by ourselves. Hey look, I live in the foothills sense. of North Carolina, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Watch what you say about the sticks, all right? It's my home. <laughs> Get me a wigwam too while I'm at it. Um, <laughs> people that got that. And we all live in Eskimos in Alaska. Come on. <laughs> um, and roll, yeah. Uh, Chris and Betsy, is this typical to any feedback that you get? Is it new information? Is it adding on to information? This is actually pretty typical, right? So some people are going to download the app and never use it and they're never going to need it. And you know, they're, that's totally fine because there might come a time where they encounter someone who does need it. And then they're going to think about it. They're going to say, you know, you might benefit from this app. They can show it to them. They can talk to them a little bit about it. And then the person who does need the resource will have it. And I think something that DB Google said, um, you know, looking at the map, some of the feedback is you don't feel so alone. Like there are other people out there there. You can see who's available to chats. Um, You just don't feel so alone. And so, and like I said earlier, we know this is not going to be the resource that's going to be everyone's cup of tea. Like that's why there's so many resources out there. And we've had people that have reached out and it just not for them. So we're able to connect them with a different resource. There are 800 numbers out there. Um, you know, there are, um, I mean, just there's so many amazing resources out there. Um, so yeah, very, very common feedback, but you know, we, we take it all in because that's what's going to make it better. The, the good feedback, the, the, the bad or the, the poor feedback or what we're, what we're missing, what we're doing well, um, it's just going to make objective zero, a better resource, a better platform. And we're going to ultimately be able to help more veterans. Right. And, you know, just to build on that, right. Some people download the app, they never use it. Some people download the app, they use it once, and then they, they get what they need and they move on. Some people download the app, they use it periodically. And then we actually have some people who download the app and use it almost every single day. You know, it's like you said, Betsy, it's not going to be something that it's not an app for everyone. Uh, it's an app for anyone. And so some people will you know come in, they'll get what they need, and they'll move on. Uh, and then others will need even more support. Uh, but we're one tool in in a large pool of resources. So... Yeah. Can I, I say one that. other thing? Please. I'm I'm on it right now and I did the filter thing. 
For my criteria, there are zero ambassadors. Well, paper fishers. Bo went there. Yes, I did. <laughs> Naturally. I'm not I was not the only paper pusher during OIF. Look. I'm sorry, but I know I wasn't. Look. We don't I know that. Critical MOS. We don't know that. Um <laughs> Is that something you guys hear a lot, Chris and Betsy? It is, right? So, you know, when, when you think about our ambassador base, the more filters that you apply, the more likely it is that you're going to run out of someone who's like an absolutely perfect fit for you. But, you know, our, our demographics of our ambassadors largely match the demographics of the military. And so you're going to see a larger preponderance of combat arms, uh, occupational specialties. Um, it's changing a little bit. And Betsy can talk about how the demographics have changed a little bit, but you know, someone like me, quite frankly, you know, an, an infantryman uh, with multiple deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, you know, when, when I put in filters, there's there's tons of you know ambassadors and pathfinders that that I can connect with uh, because that represents the larger preponderance of those uh, who serve. But you know, the reality is is that not everyone uh, who serves serve in that capacity. And so, you know, Betsy can talk a little bit about how, how the demographics have changed and, you know, kind of the, the gaps and whatnot. And that's, that's actually one of the things that we, in our feedback currently right now, when you fill out your profile, you can only select one option under each filter. And so we're, we're building, we're changing that so you can select as many, because we know that more people may have served in more, one more branch of the military. They may have had one more than one occupational specialty. And so using that feedback, uh, we hope that we'll, um, help better connect folks. But we are seeing, you know, a shift in, in, in demographics. We're seeing more females on the platform. We know that, um, you know, female veterans and, and veterans, female service members are uh, growing in the military. And we're also seeing those, um, um, those that population within the app change as well. So, um, and we also are able to see what people are searching for. And so uh, DB Google, you know, you, you are using specific filters to find someone most like you. Um, so we can use that, like, what are people searching for? Uh, so we can try and get more and onboard more volunteers with that specific experience. And so we can be a little bit more targeted with our outreach to those that are looking to volunteer. Google's just super picky when it comes to talking to people. Like, I, I know that's funny, I, well, but she okay. is, and I don't blame her. All right, so, so changing my criteria, right? The closest ambassador to me, his MOS was special warfare. I don't think he's going to understand. Is that DB6? Because I'm pretty sure he's had no. some special warfare. No. And then the next closest, he was infantry. So it's like... <laughs> No, I, don't I get even it. Know where to go? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember when I went on the desktop app because I I don't go on it much because I I don't need it for me. Um, that being said, I don't remember if there were any or many ninety two goths. I do remember that I when I first opened it up, it was really late at night, so it was like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Um, that there was, I want to say there was about 15 ambassadors across America on, I didn't look outside of that. 
Um, and I think there might have been one in either Virginia or North Carolina. I remember seeing somebody in that vicinity. Um, but I, I, I think it, it does equate to um, the amount of people who say, yeah, you know what? I want to help somebody. And then that relating to their MOS, as far as that's concerned. Um, I'm not going to lie. And, and, and it's not a knock on, administ- on administrative jobs at all. Because without you guys, I'd never made it. Holy shit. Um, excuse me, but, um, I think you're one of two people that I know that deployed that had a, had a administrative, uh, in quotations job, uh, that seen something or experienced something. So I, I don't think it's like it was, you know, 30 years ago where, paper pushers <laughs> um seen a lot i really don't i don't think it's like that anymore I, I think there's still a small number but i don't think it's anywhere near what it was with obviously iraq and afghanistan but uh before that you know because that was a big thing too you know get your shit go we need you um <laughs> so I, I think that i think maybe it'll change over the years but I could be wrong. <laughs> I've been may I say, wrong. yeah. May I say, um, <laughs> please, guys, not uh, not just our hosts, but veterans everywhere. So what? This is coming from a grunt. Please don't knock your MOS, your job, what you've done. Um, you you got to understand. Like for a guy like me, I, I totally look at everything as one country, one team. Um, I've had. Air Force planes saved my life by dropping bombs. I've had Navy medics and corpsmen, you know, to watch me or my brothers. I've uh, been in a 14-hour firefight with some of uh, the Army's uh, OGA and uh, SF guys. I appreciate each and every one of you and what you do, what you've done. You picked up skills, experiences, I wasn't able to pick up the, you know, and uh, I'm big on appreciating everything that anyone can do that I can't do. Um, you, you please remember, I'm big on like, you know, having people behind you. You know, I, I'm an only child, so I'm used to the whole being alone thing. But I, I enjoy having the numbers. So when at times when I was sitting there, just me and a rifle, it still, I, you know, we'd all be alone if we didn't have you. You get what I mean? I mean, we be, uh, there's so many things, you know, logistics wise, mail, pay, any of that stuff. I don't care, you know, if you were a door kicker, you know, like myself or you, um, uh, you, you know, even the fact that you were in bases in, in the States, um, that alone could, you know, could create its own anxiety and issues because you're hundreds of miles away from home. So, you know, please hear, hear from me. I appreciate all of you. We might joke, we might downplay it a little bit, but hey, coming from someone who's, like I said, been helped by nearly every branch except the Coast Guard, I appreciate all of you. (laughs) There it is, finally, finally. You know, um, I want to add on to what Wardog said. What people don't understand is every unit, every uh, whatever 
gets called in your branch is is different. And um, I've got to say, my unit, uh, which was a support unit, seen a lot of fucked up shit because we had everything from cooks to mechanics to ammo getters to supply, you name it. And um, I, I know one of the worst things that the mechanic scene was the rollover. It was a team of SF guys and their gunner got smashed when it rolled it. Uh, they were going down a trail and the ground just gave way. There was, there was no saving it. There was no nothing. And this was dude, I'm telling you, it was like one, two in the morning and they didn't get back until right at lunchtime later that day. And when they came back, it was just dread on all of their faces. Like I, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you were at. And it doesn't matter if it was in the military that it happened to you. If you need somebody, reach the fuck out. Seriously. I mean, I've got this week alone. I found out that a brother had a motorcycle incident two weeks ago and he's in a medically induced coma. I found out that just a couple of days ago, a friend tried to kill herself. I found out that another friend lost their dog and it, it, it's, it's fucking weighing on them. And that's not everything that's happened to me in the past couple of days. That's just the last, when did I post that the other day? Thursday? Was that Thursday? Wednesday I posted or that? Thursday. Yeah. Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Okay. So I found that out in a matter of a 24 hour span Minus the medically induced coma. I mentioned that last week. Like it, it shit is going on everywhere. You're not alone. All right, Betsy and Google. Look, look with the ambassador shit. All right, look. All right. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> I was just saying. I leave out mistakes. <laughs> But no, I mean, it doesn't matter what your MOS is. It doesn't matter what branch of service you were. It doesn't matter about any of that. It doesn't matter if you deployed. It doesn't matter if you stayed at home. It doesn't matter if you was in a year or 20 years or 30 years. Everybody needs somebody at some point. Right? I mean, we're humans. Well, Bo, you've got a friend in me. I wish I had that set up right now. I would play it. Because I almost did a while ago. But no, I, I I think everything that Google, Wardog, and Betsy have said as far as usability and, and this, that, and the other, I think that's some feedback that everybody needs to take into consideration as far as if it's right for you, right? Not only that, do you want to speak to a stranger? That's another thing. I, I, I've told you guys before, you know, we all don't want to talk to doctors because <laughs> they, they speak doctor speak and most doctors don't come down to your level, um, which is sad uh, personally. Um, but at the same time, some of us want to just talk to somebody. It doesn't matter as long as they're listening. So is that what you want? Because I'm pretty sure if that's what you want, objective zero is the app for you. Just saying. Um, <laughs> Betsy and Chris, I do have a question, and I don't know if you guys can or want to answer it. And it has to do with the app. Okay, lay it on us. So, 
A few years ago, I was going through the Google Play Store, and obviously there's reviews, and I've seen some really screwed up feedback, like one-star reviews on how bad Objective Zero is and why it's bad. What is some out there feedback that you've gotten that you're just like, what? Or that just doesn't make sense or that people obviously didn't use the app. That I can, I can definitely take that one. I, I know there's one specific Google review out there um, from a community member that were in that person's perspective had a really awful experience. And we did a, a kind of a, an in-house investigation on it uh, and found that specific person's feedback to be kind of unfounded and um, just, it, it wasn't true. And there's not much you can do to, to, to refute that kind of in a public forum. And like I said, you know, it's, it's not for everyone. Um, we most recently had someone on a very large veteran forum um, spread out bright lies about the app for whatever reason and found that that person had never even downloaded it. So, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to get the good stuff, the bad stuff, and it's going to be the, the individual that downloads the app, uh, whether or not they want to use it. But, you know, we're, we're open to anyone um, that has served in the military, loves someone in the military, um, currently serving, um, irrespective of discharge uh, types, Ultimately, we want to get someone connected to the appropriate resource, whether it's within Objective Zero or outside of it. Um, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about is people helping people. And, you know, we're, we're going to continue to do that regardless of the, <laughs> um, the negative reviews, positive reviews. We're, we're just going to keep doing us. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, we, 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 had a, we actually had a community member recently using the, the Apple version of it who was was really like abusive to be honest with you and was being abusive to all of the ambassadors that that this person was was reaching out to and uh anyway it's, it's really tough uh that person needed help i think that person needed help that was actually beyond the scope of objective zero and we got him that help and we got him that help which i think was important to you know and betsy said this quite a few times that this isn't this isn't the resource for everybody right like this it's, it's offering peer support, which is a very like low level of, of support. There's obviously, you know, escalations of support, you know, right. You know, I, I like to make the analogy, uh, if, you know, if you're in a steak restaurant and that the person next to you is choking on steak, uh, on a piece of steak, you're, you're not going to wait until like some kind of a, you know, specialized surgeon shows up, <laughs> right. You're, you're going to turn around and you're going to provide the Heimlich, mm-hmm. uh, it's a low level of support. It's intended to be a low level of support. It's that first line of defense. It's intended to put more barriers between someone in that very final act of suicide. It's, it's meant to provide, you know, kind of trust and comfort someone that you, you, you know, you can rely on who's been there and done that with you before. Um, but it's not going to be for everyone. Right. And there's a reason why we have psychologists, psychiatrists, counselors, professionals, um, because they have that higher level of expertise and, you know, I think some of the criticism that we got is you're not you're not going to save everybody. You know, if someone is dead set on dying by suicide, you're not going to stop them. And I think all of those things are true. And that's that's never, you know, our, our intent was never to save everybody. Although we would love to, our objective is zero suicides in the military community. But you know, we're very clear-eyed about what the app can and cannot do. And just because you know it's not for everyone, that's not going to hurt our feelings. We get that, right? Like I didn't make this, and Betsy didn't make this, and we didn't make this. Um, because we thought that it was going to be a you know one size fits all solution, 
people, we, we, we suggest that people try it. We suggest that people use it. We suggest that people share it as a resource. Uh, but ultimately, you know, people are going to have to kind of play around with it, find out if it works for them or not. And if it doesn't, we're okay with that. So I mentioned on Twitter and I believe on Facebook that last week during our show, we made a very bold claim. And that claim that seeing Chris came actually because John of the Yeager Foundation brought it up. And his ultimate goal after we asked him, which we agreed, that's our ultimate goal. And we even went as far as to say that's more than likely your ultimate goal is that he hopes that there's a day where he doesn't have to be here for doing what he does. And that is um, service dogs for veterans, providing service dog training and, and things of that nature to veterans. And we were like, yeah, you're 100% right. Like at the end of the day, we hope that we don't have to have these resources because it is taken care of. It is actually being, something's actually being done about it. What do you, how do you feel about that? I would absolutely love to be put out of a job tomorrow. That would be, um, the, you know, how many the, people are saying that right now? Right? <laughs> you know, like if, if objective zero wasn't needed, like that, absolutely the ultimate goal, but I think we have to be realistic in our expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we talk about for objective zero, our objective zero, our objective is zero. And for us, it's functional zero. It's at the point where military and veteran suicides are on par with the civilian population. Mm-hmm. And we do think that is attainable. We, we absolutely think because we've seen it in the past that it has been, has been that way that, you know, there's been lower number and, and rates of suicide for those that are currently serving and have served. And so um, for us, it's just providing those tools so that we can, we can get to that point, but in a perfect world, absolutely. We would absolutely love that. Yeah. And if someone can come along and do it better than we have, you know, we're not going to have any hard feelings. Like you you mentioned earlier, this isn't a competition. Uh, If, if another organization came along and said, Hey, we've got a better tool that does it faster, cheaper, better than than you guys. Cool. All right. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. Right. Uh, it's just another resource out there uh, that, that can help people and, and get us to that point where, you know, the, the, the rate of suicides in the military community is back on par with the civilian you know, community that, in a place where we're no longer in crisis as a community. When you said cheaper, better, I, I, I automatically thought of Daft Punk's harder, faster, stronger, better. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, in cheaper, better, more accessible. <laughs> You know, it's interesting though, like Objective Zero, it's free to download, it's free to use, we, you know, we don't collect or share data, we don't sell data, um, you know, most of our, you know, most of the money that we use or that comes in to keep the organization running, that covers all of the, the development costs, the costs for, you know, the exchange of text messages or voice messages uh, or, or video, all of that is largely borne through grants and, you know, individual donations. So, you know, we're not selling anything. I mean, like, I wanted to create an app that I wanted to use as a member of the military, one that, you know, uh, I, you know it, it kind of spoke to me. And I, I can't stand using apps that are collecting data, selling data, sharing data, trying to sell me something that, that charged me to download it or, you know, there's in-app purchases. So we, we just wanted to make it as clean and simple as possible and remove all of that, all of the barriers that we could. I love that. Uh, absolutely. Now... 
we mentioned earlier in the show that it's mental health awareness month and suicide prevention national world day. (laughs) I've already forgot all the vernacular, (laughs) but with objective zero, with all of that going on this month, and obviously we don't just want to talk about it this month. We want to talk about it as much as possible because it's still a taboo, still something that we need to, walk on eggshells around when we talk about it in an open forum for whatever reason, because people are afraid to say suicide or talk about the dark times because they don't want to bring somebody else down and things of that nature. Um, Other than objective zero, what resources do you think people need to look into or have on hand or what do you think they need to do more of and, and things of that nature? I mean, I think the best resource I can share with anyone is the 988 number. It's the suicide, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Yes. You don't have to know the 800 number anymore. It's 988. And if you're a veteran, you can press one. It's it's a phenomenal resource. You know, you're, you're going to get um, crisis level counselors, people that care and get you connected to the resources you need. Um, you know, when we when we think about mental health and we think about suicide prevention, for me, it's, I think, sharing the stories of hope and the stories of success. And that I think that's what's going to help us break the stigmas. It's, you know, and I think it's being open and honest with one another. You know, if I'm going to ask you, how are you doing today? When Chris and I, we've started, like, we're not just going to say, oh, I'm fine. I had a really crappy day or, you know, and we're very blunt about how we're feeling. And we're doing that with our, within our own network, because, I think we have to be honest with ourselves and one another. If we're having a crappy day, the people around us should know it if they can't already tell. Um, but it's it's also just sharing the struggles that you've been through, what you've overcome. You know, if, if you're dealing with physical health issues, I mean, it's the same as mental health. Mental health is health. And so being able to share what's going on uh, in your life, what you're going through, um, there's so many people that want to help. You know, we've lost so many people in our lives to suicide, and it's always I wish I would have known, I, you know, I could have done something. What could I, you know, what I've done. And so if we're able to open up, you know, the, our loved ones are never going to have to think, I wish I could have done more because we're able to help them in the moment that they need it most. Yeah. And, and with what you just said, there is no cure all, right? Because everybody's mind is different. And that's one thing that I think most people don't understand is the human psyche is not easy to understand. It's it's not. I've got my biology and psychology certificate and I still question things about why people do things or say things or why the mind is the way it is. It's one of those things I don't think we'll ever get a handle on. And just like the, the size of the universe, you can talk about how big the universe is all day. You can talk about how large a million people is. You will never understand it. Even if you see it, you'll never understand it. Um, and and I, I think that's a huge takeaway. And as, as far as, you know, talking to, to others and, and bluntly um, and, and things of that nature, relationships. Oh, my God, I can't tell you how many people contact me. And, and it's fine. I, I want to help as many people as I can. But they're like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm having problems with my girl or my guy or or whatever. And and I don't know what's going on. They're, they're ghosting me for lack of a better term, or they're, they're just whatever the silent treatment. I get that one a lot. And I'm like, look, this time of the year or whatever, um, you you might want to back off a little bit on, on pestering them. That's another thing I, I see a lot of. I don't know if 
you guys see that a lot or, or not from what people have said, you know, within the app or, or just in general. But I, I, I see a lot of significant others sort of pestering people like husband and wives or boyfriends and girlfriends. What's going on? Why won't you talk to me? And they don't want to open up because they are trying to push them to open up. And I don't think that's the right avenue. It, that's actually something that we've seen quite a lot of is people reaching out because they don't want to talk to their significant others. They don't want to burden them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think Chris and I are a perfect example. Um, Chris deployed for the first time. He called me from, he landed in Baghdad. I didn't hear from him for six weeks. And he was telling me about the gunshots that were going through his helicopter on his first day. And I'm like, I can't, I can't hear that. Yeah. And so I didn't hear anything that he went through for many, many years and many deployments because he thought I didn't want to hear it. You know, it was, didn't want to burden me with, you know, what he's done and seen. And slowly those stories have, you know, come out because I'm like, you can absolutely talk to me. I, I can handle it now. Um, but there's so many veterans that don't have and service members that don't have that, that sounding board or anyone to speak to. And so when you're able to connect with someone, whether it's in the objective zero app or someone, you know, just a, a battle buddy or, you know, a peer, um, that, that, like Chris said, that shortcut to trust, being able to open up with someone. And it's so important to have that, that release and that connection in your life. Yeah. And I, you know, I can only speak for myself, but I'm sure other veterans and service members you know, kind of have, have a similar feeling. It's not the same feeling that I do, which is, you know, one of my big fears is that I, that I won't be able to kind of handle those feelings and emotions. And so rather than try and deal with them or share them, I, I try and compartmentalize them. I try and like push them down as deep into my psyche as I can and just not think about them as much as possible. You know, obviously I've got some really funny or cool kind of war stories that I don't mind sharing, but then there's just some ones that are just so hard and so painful that that even I don't want to deal with it, much less burden someone else with it. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to feel the same things that I was feeling a decade ago. I don't want to think about the same things you know, in certain cases. Uh, and so I just try and like hide them, you know, and, and I, I know that it's not healthy uh, and I can tell other people that I don't think it's healthy, but even I struggle to deal with it sometimes. Um, and so oftentimes I prefer to try and help others and I try and like tell other people's stories or hear other people's stories uh, rather than deal with my own. And I think that's normal too. May I quickly add, um, just real quick, I appreciate the notifications that come from the app. Um, you know, I'll wake up at certain times and there'll be, you know, motivational messages like, you know, check on your battle buddy or, you know, make sure your mental health is okay today. I really, you know, I appreciate the fact that the app isn't just there, but it comes on, you know, it comes back to, uh, you know, reach out to you and remind you of things and, you know, give you perspective. And, uh, the second point now, I'm not ashamed to admit, um, as a grunt, I twice reached out to the veterans crisis line and both of those times ended up bringing resources that, you know, led me to be hospitalized. Now I joke about the psych board game or, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I joke about it sometimes, but, uh, the app truly kept me from hanging out with the rest of the psych war gang crew and actual psych <laughs> ward because it, it hit me that 
Okay, if something happens and I don't want, you know, I don't want to join the psych war gang today, I can go to the app. I don't have to worry. You know, if I open up as open as I did, I don't have to worry about them, you know, feeling, hey, ASAP, I need to send someone to come get this guy and, you know, strap him to a bed and, you know, let him roll around in the rubber room. Um, the fact that the app, like I said, it, it allows me for one to get the notifications and for two, just to open up to a vet to, you know, to, uh, to a local vet even, um, or, you know, someone, you know, within driving distance or a hundred miles or some, something like that. Um, I totally get that. It's not for everyone. It's not everyone's cup of tea. I'm just saying here, no connection with no, um, obviously no type of like advertisement here, or I'm just saying it helps me. And I didn't say helped. I said helps as in continuously as in now. I, so I totally get it's not for everyone, but um, yeah, I, I completely appreciate, like I said, the notifications and that you are somewhat of an in-between conduit between the peer help versus the involuntary hospitalization help. All right. And, um, you know, I just needed to add that to Betsy and Chris, um, that the, the notifications are also awesome to me. Thank you so much. It, it really does mean a lot. I'm so glad that you're able to get the support that you did. And I, I really appreciate you just sharing what you've gone through as well. It, it like totally made my day knowing that we've been, we've been helpful to you. The app's been helpful. And, um, you know, you know thank you for that feedback. It's, it's great. Yeah. Right on. The, the notifications. Some people love notifications. Some people appreciate them. Some people hate notifications. But but now that you bring up that feedback, and you know, I was looking at the chat, and I saw some other folks who were like, "Well, I don't really like the notifications." I I have to go back and look. I don't know if we actually have the capability to turn them off. Do we? Yes, we do. Oh, yep. perfect. So some people who who like them leave them on. The people who don't can turn them off. Yeah, you just go into your settings and turn them off. Perfect. <laughs> really? I was cool. gonna go ahead. I was going to piggyback off what um, President Chris was saying about like you didn't share what you were going through with your spouse or whoever because you didn't want to burden them. I still have that like today, and it's not because I feel like I'm going to be a burden for them or like I'm giving them information and stuff. It's because when I got back from my deployment, my my kid's sperm donor flat out told me he did not want to hear about what I did while I was over there and what happened and any of that. So I just shut down completely. Like my, my mom told me a few years ago that she tried to talk to me about it and to find out like what was going on. And I refused. Like, I still really won't talk about it because he was like, I just don't care. Like, don't tell me any of this stuff. Yeah. I've seen that a lot too. And it's, it's sad and disheartening that there are people out there that are like that. It's just, you know, throat punching. Um. <laughs> so, so, and that just makes it harder. Like, I don't even want to tell my therapist half the time what's going on. Yeah, I, I totally like, get I know, that. Like, it's talk to I, her. I want to talk about that more. But first, Betsy and Chris have to go. But before you do... Is there anything that you'd like to say to all of our listeners, to people that may be thinking about using Objective Zero or that haven't used Objective Zero or that are using Objective Zero or anything in the world that you want to say? 
Yeah, you know, if we appreciate feedback, good, bad, what ways to improve, um, you can set it right through the app, through um, the, the settings. So feel free to, to share that feedback that you have. And, you know, just a, a reminder to, to reach out if, you know, you're not, you're not doing okay. Um, but those that are doing okay, watch for those in your circle that may not be doing okay, that, you know, you haven't heard from in a while. Yeah, I think it's always a good, uh, t- it's always a good day to be a buddy check. So, you know, keep those around you close as well. You never know what someone's going through and don't want to talk about, but that, that, that call, that text, that visit might just save a life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I think that, you know, we, we've mentioned this a few times, objective zero, objective zero is not necessarily a tool for everybody, but it's, it's a tool for somebody. And we're very clear eyed about the fact that we're not going to save everyone um, but it might just save you and it might help you save someone. So, you know, whether or not you think you need it, we recommend you download it. Uh, you share it with people in your lives who you think might benefit from it. Um, you know, and just reiterate, it's free to download. It's free to use. There's no advertisements. We don't keep your data. We don't sell your data. Um, you know, use it, play around with it. Like Betsy said, give us some feedback, help us make it better, help us make it a tool that you can use. Um, and we really appreciate, you know, not just everyone there at DB radio, but all of your listeners, everyone in our community, you know, we, we created this tool for our community, uh, and, you know, we want it to be a useful resource for everyone. So thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for coming on. As always, if you guys ever want to come on for any reason, even if it's just to laugh and be part of the show, you got open and invite. You guys know that we love you. I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. We appreciate it. You guys have a right day. on, right on. <laughs> you, guys, you guys have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. So that was Betsy and Chris Mercado of Objective Zero. You can grab the Objective Zero app on all devices, iOS, Android, whatever. Um, and if it won't download on your smart device, you can use their desktop application, which is through the browser, again, objectivezero.org. You can use it the exact same way as you do on your smart device, whatever that might be, your phone or tablet or whatever. Um, they're a great resource. There, there is no two ways about it. They're an absolute 100% great resource. And like we said in the past and like we mentioned tonight and like Chris mentioned and Betsy mentioned and Betsy Ross and Google and Wardog and Oink mentioned, if you don't use it, have it on your device just in case, A, you do need it or brother or sister does need it. Are you looking for veteran resources and peer support? Objective Zero has an app for that. Download the Objective Zero app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Access wellness resources like yoga and a free year subscription to Headspace, the world's most popular meditation app. Check out veterans resources and access our nationwide network of peer support. Speak to fellow women veterans or someone in your field and branch of service. You get to choose who you want to chat with. Learn more at www.objectivezero.org. That's www.objectivezero.org. Radio.